I'm good. How are you? Welcome back. I'm very good. Thank you for asking. Yeah, uh, on this fine Saturday afternoon. I know. It is a fine Saturday afternoon. Um, you came all the way from Kensington to Brunswick, which isn't a far away. <laughs> and you told me that you might shoot yourself because you ate some organs. And now I wanted to talk about this because you <laughs> eat organs. You actually eat plates of liver like you're my cat's favorite person to follow on Facebook because <laughs> there's bowls of just fucking organs and you eat them. Oh God, I know. Maybe we'll get to that later down the track, but yeah, I do. I eat a weird, I, I eat weird things. Uh, why? I'm, I'm very curious because you obviously take care of your body. Um, you have a system in place. So uh, yeah, back yourself up. I mean, fuck, there's, mm. there's obviously pros in eating organs, yeah, right? I, mean, I can't eat an organ. I just can't. I don't know why. Uh, I think because it's a filter, a liver. Yeah, I know. That's the like, thing. Yeah, but then it does the same. Muscle. It does the same in your body. Like so, then it can enhance your own filtering system. You yeah. know what I mean? Oh, really? Well, yeah. Like I mean, that's how I sort of see it. I see like whatever I'm eating is what goes. My body's made up of that, so it just goes into what I've already got—cells and and all of those things. But yeah, it, it happened naturally for me. Like I actually started like knowing that I needed meat at the time. So I just started like normally eating a bit more normal meat. And then the organs just came into that afterwards. You start to sort of feel like them because you get more in touch with your body. You start How do to... you know you need to eat more meat? How did that come about? Like was it uh, low iron levels when you went to the doctor or was it just an inhibition or just uh, studying yourself online? No, uh, it just sort of happened naturally. I was going through a stage where I was like just sort of burning out. I was hardly – I was – I had really sore hips. I kept on limping. Like I couldn't walk properly. My hips were, it was almost like, I felt like I was like dying. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like my hips were, I kept on like seeing these things. I'm like, I'm going to become extinct if I don't start to like eat properly, you know? Cause I, back then I wasn't eating properly. What I was, was your diet at the time? Oh, I was probably doing like a lot of vegan style donut. I was lo like vegan style diet. I was lower calorie. I was just eating sort of health food. You know, lots of plants. I was eating lots of vegetables, um, lots of salads and things like that. And I was actually meditating because I'd never done meditation before. And I started doing this meditation course or whatever. And I kept seeing this, like, every time I'd close my eyes, I kept seeing, like, this, this like, wolf that was, like, hungry. <laughs> and I was like, I need to feed it. And so like, you were the wolf. Yeah. And I was like, I need to feed it. Like, this... This animal is actually becoming extinct and it's it was like its eyes were weakened. They were like weak eyes and it kept on, I kept noticing it. I was like, I have to feed that and, and nourish this animal in me. Right. So this is a going against the uh, the popular trend of veganism and, uh, you know, like you're swimming upstream here in terms of the trend is, no, you should be feeling fantastic. But even though you were eating very healthy, eating vegan... Mm there was this innate feeling inside you that manifested itself as a wolf, your subconscious telling you, you need to eat meat. I'm the wolf. I want meat. Mm, well, that was what came in the meditation, but I always knew that I'm not actually a wolf. Like I have always had this, oh God, it's weird to get into because I don't want to like just get into it straight away. But like I've always had this intuition <laughs> or this like understanding and I've always had these memories of being an animal from like years and years ago. Like, so I remembered being like, it sounds ridiculous. What are, you are you talking about past lives? Well, yes. I mean, that's how it first came to me okay. because I've had three, like I remembered three past lives, but the first one was the most significant because it was 
how I ascended to this earth and that was in animal form and I remembered it and I was a snow leopard and so it was like this every time I started meditating and going into this place it was like that leopard that on how I first ascended to this earth so whatever's in my DNA I believe that it's an element of an animal and I just kept going back to that and be like I need to feed this dying animal in me or whatever so Uh, we haven't done mushrooms by the way we're just yeah I mean it's yeah this is just so that was one of the past lives yes a snow leopard yeah (laughs) what were your other two past lives I love this shit oh god it sounds ridiculous hey look let's go let's go tit for tat right because it's not fair like you're putting yourself out there I've done mushrooms as everyone knows who watches my gigs and when I when I did mushrooms uh, I had one epiphany that I was a bird Oh, so if, wow. you, if you notice around my apartment, I keep pictures of birds because I don't know why, but I just felt like I was a bird, whether it's the, cool. the spirit of a bird, just being free and birds sing and they make you feel good. That's like just fly around and make people sing in terms of make people laugh. I don't know. But Are you comfortable when you're flying, like in an airplane and things like that? Do, do you notice no, any I of shit myself. Oh, no, okay. I shit myself, but it's just, I had this, uh, Kind of like uh, mine was more of uh, an in, a Native American uh, spiritual animal type of feeling. Okay, I okay. felt like oh, like a totem almost. Pretty much. So yeah. mine was the bird. So one of but you're talking about past lives. So one of your past lives, you're a snow leopard. What were the other two past oh, lives? God, you know what though? I just need to like make this clear. <laughs> of course. Is that so? I went through a stage of my life where, yeah, like I was having a lot of memories. So I did remember all these past lives and I significantly remember three and then they would play up in my reality of that life and and things would come to me. But now I just need to make it clear that I'm quite grounded and realize, oh, like sometimes things come up and they remind me of past lives. I think, oh, fuck that shit. Like I'm here. I'm in this moment now. Like don't need to go back there. But I had like a past life, I believe, or I had memories of, yeah, the snow leopard, and then in the Greek, I don't even know the era or anything like that, but like oh, the I BC kind of that era, it was sort of... You were living in ancient Greece? Yes. Really? Yes, so was... you're a Greek bitch? Yes. Ancient Greek bitch? Yeah. <laughs> Do you know where you were living in ancient Greece? No, I don't, but it was like in Greece and it That's was... That's fucking awesome. Oh, what yeah. a buzz. Were you in Athens or Sparta? <laughs> Do you remember... Were there guys in helmets like the Spartans? It was or? that sort of era, yeah. Like Were you I was, female or I male? I was female. I was female, yeah. And I was actually, oh god, it's. <laughs> I have lots of flashbacks from that life, but um, yeah. And I was actually of quite. Um, it feels weird talking about because you know how you sometimes you don't. Hey, <laughs> look. I mean, don't feel weird. <laughs> if there if there was a priest sitting here talking to me about God. That's just as crazy as what you're saying, right? Yeah. I mean, how does he fucking know? It's when like you when die, <laughs> you die. No one knows anything. So all we know is that we're a collection of atoms that have realized we're a collection of atoms. And all we know is that we're exploding in this fucking universe that seems to be infinite and we haven't really worked shit out. The closer we get to finding something out, the further away from the bigger picture we're getting. So what do we know? A person who calls himself an atheist is just as crazy, in my opinion, as a person who calls himself a man of the cloth in religion. Because both of them equally don't fucking know what we happen. So I put my hands up and say, I'm agnostic. So if you have premonitions that you had a past life, I fucking believe it. When I was, <laughs> when I was 13 years of age, 
I was sleeping in Melbourne and on the other side of the world, my grandfather was dying and I knew he was dying. Yeah. And, and I, I just fucking knew it. And at 13 years of age, when my mum came into my bedroom in the morning crying, I looked at her straight away and I said, Granddad died, didn't he? She said, How did you know? And I went, I fucking went through his death with him. I was there dying with him. Mm. It was almost like his death and my death married. Now, what are you going to tell me, a 13 year old boy, that I'm full of shit, that I took drugs, or I, I just had too much sugar before bed? <laughs> I've never dreamt about my grandfather, but at that night, I knew he was dying. He carried my name, which mum reckons that's significant because I bear his name. Um, and he was close to me, but yeah, I had no idea he was dying, but I just woke up. Sorry, I knew he was dying. I just fucking had it, this feeling. Yeah, that's crazy. And I think that that's, that's it because I, prior to all this, I wasn't doing any drugs or anything. I didn't access these memories from that. I access these memories from my own physiology and through movement of the body. So and from what, meditation or? No, not meditation. It was actually like I was doing like a lot of exercise at the time, a lot of CrossFit and um, training a lot. And that's how I accessed all these memories. It was through natural DMT production in my lungs. My cardiovascular capacity was huge, you know, and I was training a lot. And that's how all of these like understandings of who I was came to me. So you hit this, is that when you hit like peak training when you've been running for ages and you know how the body starts to freak out physiologically and start breaking down? Is that when you started pushing through and having past life experiences? Like Probably, but I wouldn't have even realized. I don't think at the time I realized that my body was doing those things. I was just doing it. I was doing it in tunnel vision focused and it was just... These were the, the things that were coming to me through that. Um, just before I move on and ask you why you decide to, why are you, I'm interested in human beings that push themselves physically to the limits like that with training. Um, what was your last of the three past lives? You're a, Oh, eight. and I was Jewish. I was in the um, Holocaust. Oh, fuck. Yeah. That's yeah. heavy. <laughs> are you jewish by background no 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 oh, i'm not wow. jewish i'm not greek i'm not but i actually like feel like i am that like i do identify <laughs> with lots of those things but no like if we just cut me out and put me on this earth i'm i don't know my heritage is irish or yeah if you do the ancestry background but yeah mm. so, well that defines who you are right to a sense like all those three past lives do you draw from them well they come up every now and then like they they do but not so much anymore like i really feel like oh my god i'm me now like i'm 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 erin and i'm 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 this new being and that's experiencing life now as as i want to live it kind of thing so mm. yeah so uh in terms of physical training why were you pushing your body so much like i've i've often seen I saw this documentary where uh, people run across the, the Sahara Desert. Oh, God. People for do si crazy shit. For I six saw someone days. bear crawl for like three days straight. Like they didn't actually get off the ground. What is that? Is that a form of self-harm or punishment? Like why were you doing it? I know you can't answer for others, but why were you pushing? Why do you physically push yourself? Yeah. Um, I, like I can't. I think it was um, now looking back, it was sort of like an autopilot um you know, feeling that I was chasing. I just chased that that feeling, I guess, of not wanting to feel almost, just sort of just being out of the body and just doing something like that. 
Whereas, you know, now I'm very much sort of in my body and I think I could do a class and I'm like, fuck, everything hurts. I'm so, I'm so there what that I feel the, everything. What was the craziest you got to? Like, was it uh, endurance running or? Oh, I was never, I never. Or cardio, just cardio. I think, well, I was just like, yeah, I was, uh, now when I look back, I wasn't like, I've never been like highly skilled at anything and I was never really that proficient or that good at any of them. But I was just had this capacity, this fit capacity that was just, I can't even describe it. I could just go and go and go. Like it was just, I, I don't, like it just like nothing bothered me. You know what I mean? It was just this huge endurance capacity. And that's another reason how I knew that I was a snow leopard. Like these memories came to me because a snow leopard's physiology, like their endurance capacity and their like resilience that they have as an animal are able to like handle so much and stuff like that. They, you know, walk multiple distances and, and through harsh, condi- harsh conditions, all this shit. What if I was to play scientist on this side of the desk and say that when you were running for so long, so hard, your brain had to find a way to cope, like a coping mechanism. So your brain subconsciously created this character called the snow leopard and that snow leopard made you become faster, stronger, because you essentially took on the characteristical traits of a snow leopard, which allowed you to just push through ahead. Well, that rather actually, than just tap into a past life. I'm just pushing. No, back that actually for fun. that actually makes sense. But the thing is, the difference there is that the snow leopard. When I started to access that, that's actually what sort of took me down the healing path and brought me away from that. When I was in that path of just training, 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 that was all. Um, seeking proof, seeking validation, seeking approval from other people. So that was all all my my trauma stuff. That was all like from my family, my kids and comparing myself to my sister and wanting to prove myself and mm. wanting to wanting the coach to see how hard I can work. Yeah. So it was probably the the snow leopard came in to actually do the the other stuff, the healing work. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And how long ago was this? Oh, this was a years, oh, 2000 and... Do you train like that now? No. <laughs> I miss training. I don't do, I do, I just, no, I do stuff now. I do stuff. I well, saw a do, movie. You do and... stuff. Like you, you definitely do stuff. You went to, you went to Canada. Yes. And I'm interested in your trip to Canada. Um, why did you go to Canada? And you plan on going back. So yeah. two whys. Um, why did I go? Well... At first, oh my God, it was actually such a wild story. Like there's so many sort of levels to it, but in a nutshell, in a nutshell, I was, I felt inclined to go there to, um, to do comedy, pursue my stand up comedy. And also there was somebody that I'd also had been talking to that I wanted to meet. Mm -hmm. They were in America. And so it's funny with me because since coming back from that, I've always realized I need some sort of like incentive to get me things. And like, love's a big one for me. Like if I have hope or something of like some sort of drive that'll always take me further. So oh, was this a guy you were going to meet in America? Yes. Oh, yeah. right. And um, how did that work out? Didn't work out. <laughs> I got catfished. Oh, you're joking. Oh, pretty much. <laughs> oh, fucking let me unwrap this. Oh, but that was bit. fun too. <laughs> uh, how did he catfish you? Was he like a million years older? No, he's not old or anything. That's probably one thing that I was attracted to him because he was sort of within age <laughs> as opposed to the situation I was in in Australia in with a 78-year-old. But um, Excuse me? 
my situation with a 78-year-old. Were you dating a 78-year-old? Well, I mean, yeah, basically. How old? Uh, can I ask how old you are, Erin? 34. Holy fucking shit balls, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> 34, 44, 54, 64, 74. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> Holy fuck, 44 years. But it started when I was actually 32. And, um, can he fuck yeah. at that age? Oh, I mean... Not really, but that was another situation in itself. <laughs> what the itself. fuck are you doing with a 74-year-old? Well, it was a Get transactional to... relationship. Transactional? Yeah, so it just it just happened. I didn't seek it out. I was, it was just, it, I did seek this relationship out. It just happened. It just evolved. And um, he was paying, it, it started off with he wanted to see my breasts. So I flushed my breasts and then he started paying my rent. <sighs> <laughs> Hang on a second. I so, know. where was this uh, at a gig? No, this is just like I was working at the coroner's court in Australia. At the coroner's court? Yeah. Is this guy a barrister or something? He's a coroner. Jesus. Yeah. Wow. Okay, so you're working at the coroner's court. You got to talking with this guy. Well, yeah, I was doing his. I was doing legal briefing clerks for. I was. I was a legal briefing clerk, so I was going through all the clerk. Uh, the legal documents and we hit it off because here's this coroner and I was getting all these files that said uh, families were disputing the cause of death for their family members and a lot of the time family members dispute the death and they blame hospitals and they were saying oh such and such and the hospital did this and they did this and here I am reading all these files and I'm like oh this is fucking bullshit look at this fat bitch has died you know and this person this family want to complain and say it's a hospital I'm like this is a lifestyle yeah, they're, issue they're looking for money yeah I'm like this is That's a lifestyle problem and um I actually so you hit it off with this guy yeah and I'd walk into his office and I'd say this is bullshit you know what is this and then he was just like this bitch is crazy and then I was told to politely leave by and, him no by the company okay yeah and um and then he comes in and he said, oh, you know, Erin, I'd love to stay in touch with you. And I was like, oh, all right, cool. I thought maybe I could get a job out of this if I stay, keep the connection. Sure. And then next thing you know, he took me out for dinner. And I'm thinking, this fucking guy's courting me. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I thought, what is 70? And then we just... 74. Yeah. And we just went like that and we just got to know each other. And yeah, I was intellectually stimulated. And Yeah. So when you say... Yeah, because I don't want to... Uh... Uh, yeah, I've got to be careful here. I don't want to do you a disservice, but so you 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 went you you said you went along with it. Um, yeah, can you have a relationship? Is there love between a forty four year gap? Can it be done? Well, um, I was I found that situation really confusing because like I was falling for the man. You were. Yeah, I was, and like I was I was confused by it. Of course. Yeah, I was really confused by it because I was also in the body when I was around him, I was getting aroused and I was feeling all of these things and I was like, fucking hell, like something's wrong with me. You know what I mean? Like Well I wouldn't think I wouldn't think that. <laughs> well, I did. It's, it's just an old cunt. Like it's a real <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just a fucking old cunt. Seventy four. But there's blue pills now. Well, yeah, he was taking those at some stage. I'd but be then, crunching them like M&M's. Well, I think Not that, to do you, you a disservice. You're very attractive, but you know what I mean. Like at 74, he's going to need a lot of scaffolding. <laughs> Fuck me. Well, the funny thing is, I think Probably that... some Maoris come with scaffolding <laughs> to erect around his dick, plus blue pills. Fuck. Oh, God. Jesus Christ. Sorry. No, that's all right. But, you know, the funny thing is, is that that was... When he would take the, the pills, I actually did find myself aroused by him, but I thought that was a physiology thing because I could smell the testosterone. 
I was yeah. like, I could smell that in him. And I'm thinking, oh gosh, maybe it was that. Cause I did meet up with him when he hadn't taken a pill. And when I did that, I could smell like dying organs. So you're saying <laughs> when he took a Viagra, there it, was, it highlighted, it, Caused testosterone production, which came across as pheromones, and you yes, smelt that, yes. and that attracted you to him. Definitely, yeah. I've seen scientific studies yeah. on TV where they get uh, under armpit odors, and women smell it, and they always pick out uh, men. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Which um, they tell them which one's your favorite smell, and and they more often than not select men. So yeah, there's that animal primal. Yeah, there was that, but then maybe there was... so the, maybe that was your snow leopard scent. Yeah. But then there was this this attraction to him mentally as well for for what I knew that this relationship could do for me. So a part of me knew that this could open up like blockages that I had within my own capacity of a human being, and I knew that this relationship would be like the pathway through that. Because okay. like I had a lot of fear around you know body and all these things and. Even intimacy. I had a lot of fear of intimacy. and With yeah. him or just as an individual? I think like repressed, like, okay. but within, as an individual, but like, I didn't, like, it wasn't just with him. It was, I had repressed it. Okay. Yeah. Well, I don't want to probe, but um, it's sticking to the story. How does... <laughs> we how, go so down so many pathways. How does, how does, how does uh, going out on a date with a older man... Uh, being courted by him, knowing you're being courted, liking his sense, liking his uh, intelligence. Uh, having said so yourself, you started falling for him. How did it then become disrespectful when he started asking for money for your tits when it was going down a good trajectory? Uh, it was, well, it, it didn't ever get, he didn't, it wasn't like disrespectful in him asking for that. It was almost like he was intelligent enough to be able to flaunt that he had the capacity to give me money at the willy nilly. So th that would have, did that piss you off when he just said that rather than no, 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 date it, you? No, because it, no, because he sort of, it sort of happened organically. Like we, we sort of, he was sort of, he did it by dating me, but then he would pay for things. And then, and then I would sort of be like, he would just give me money to go buy my meat. That's how it started because this is when I also started wanting to eat more meat. So I was always getting paid to, to go and buy my organic meat from the butcher and then I wanted to keep on feeding that lifestyle. Yeah, you got to feed the snow leopards. Yeah. <laughs> and then he was just there sort of like, oh, yeah, well, I could do it, but, you know, I wouldn't mind seeing a little bit of this. And it was just subtly, like, introduced bit by bit. Right. You know, and then six months down the track he was like, oh, you know, I'd be really interested in, you know, um, being able to take the relationship further and, and, you know, be intimate with each other. And I was already, I already had, had thoughts about it because it was the, na the natural progression of the relationship. But then to put like a money on it made it all, almost more acceptable to be like, all right, let's, let's do this. You know what I mean? Not really. <laughs> If I could well, be honest, so being the, offered money for sex made it seem more normal? It made it seem like... Then obviously you weren't attached to him at this stage. Well, no. Emotionally. I guess when you throw the money in... It became business only? It became more like an understanding of the ego. Because it was like, 
you could play in your ego and be like, I'm in this relationship because I'm getting something from it, as opposed to being fully vulnerable and surrendering to whatever it is. So it, it, it highlighted for me the capacity of like a human that can be surrender and just fully be themselves in a relationship, but then to also trying to have control over it. Does that make sense? Uh, I'll be lying if I said, yes, it does. <laughs> it's semi, but that doesn't matter. I don't yeah, need to get it. Um, I, I will listen back to this and try and uh, comprehend it. But it, can I ask how much was he paying for, uh, or is that for, for your, how much do you charge, do you charge for boobs? Like, I don't know. Oh, well, I mean, it's just been sort of or like. Or is that carried on to the meat price of meat from the butchers? <laughs> like, it's just sort of like, it just, there was, money was just not an issue for him. And I guess for me, the attractiveness that he felt towards me was not an issue for me. Like, I mean, I'm just doing it by just being around him, apparently. Like, I would excite him and arouse him by just my presence. My, it's the same with him. He was he has money that doesn't, it's not like an issue for him. So it was just like a, a trade-off that that was what the relationship was. We both got that from the relationship. But then, like, we did Yeah, I get that. Yeah. And you didn't feel disrespected in any way throughout that whole process. No, no, yeah, I didn't feel disrespected. I get that. Then that's yeah. fine. It's a business. Yeah, it was. And I mean, it still is. Because for like, a moment you were falling for him and then you stopped falling for him. And then you're like, well, if he's willing to pay, fuck it. We definitely. Well, okay, there was a moment I where I was that. falling for him. So I was interested in the pursue of it all and stuff. But then there was a, a point where I realized, hold on a minute. Yeah. My values are different. This now is not I where it. I want to go. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's more power. More power to you. I mean, I work in a pub. I wish I had a fucking 80-year-old that wanted to see my dick. <laughs> that I could just send hey, there's pics. probably a market for them these you days. Know? Seriously. Um, so this takes me on to uh, your OnlyFans account. Yes. Um, but that makes sense because uh, you can explore that and get some money. So you thought, why not go online and do it and make some money? Well, it does but it, because so... When I was stopped being intimate with the elderly man, I was just doing content for him. So just sending him content and he was providing me money and paying for it and he still does now. But, and then when I was overseas in Canada, I was loving it so much and I was doing all these things and I'm also like wanting to be on my own. I want my own independence. Of and course. I'm, I'm at that point, obviously. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, I'm going to do this OnlyFans. And through that experience of being with that man and stuff and sending content, I'm so comfortable with... Like, it's just a pussy. It's just tits to me now. Like, it's 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 just a body. Like, I know I'm more than that. So I started doing OnlyFans and taking pictures and doing stuff and thought, yeah, well, that's another more avenue. Power, more that's power another to avenue. you. More power to you. So with OnlyFans, um, uh, I, I'll be honest with you. I didn't know what it was up until a month ago. But And I still it's, it's a website where you log on and you can find out, you, you can f find your name. And you pay a subscription. Yeah. And do you just go online and, and, and like do things or do, do people request, can you uh, wear a cat outfit? Yeah, people probably could do and, that. And you're like, <laughs> how does it work? Like, or do you just go on live and do a strip tease or, and people pay? I'm not, how does yeah. it? Yeah. Well, it's kind of, um, yeah, you just sort of, you make an account and then you get subscribers and you can set a price for it. Uh, so people subscribe to your page or you can make it free and then people can do requests or whatever. But um, I basically just use it as 
just a form of for my comedy. I want to promote my comedy more, and um, I also can just post any pictures I like. I keep it to the pictures like I'm in control of what I want to post. I've had a few weird requests from some of my subscribers, but nothing like too weird or crazy. What's the, what's the weirdest request you've had from a subscriber? Oh, like there's just been someone who, oh, there was someone who asked me just for foot fetish stuff. That's not even bad. Yeah. Yeah. And foot then, fetish. Yeah. And then I had someone uh, else. What, what did he want? To see your feet up close? Or yeah. Like rubbing a dildo between your no, feet? No, just like, just feet Just picks. show me your feet. Yeah. Fucking hell. And then I had someone also, because I did this photo with this um, uh, a friend of mine from Montreal who's a midget, and then someone asked me if I could do a um, a video with him and have the midget worshipping me. <laughs> but it's funny. How much did you charge for that? <laughs> I didn't did you put do a price it. I didn't do it. I didn't do it. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Some crazy fuckers out there. But, <laughs> but I mean, hey, you're capitalizing on it, so... <laughs> not look it's just a look if it's gonna at the end of the day i want to be doing comedy and um if it pulls in more you know fans and stuff like that whatever it's just a it's just an outlet you know oh mate you yeah. don't have to justify it to me i mean i put up with junkies in a pub you know <laughs> to make my money so i could focus on doing stand-up i do it part-time i'd love to go full-time stand-up but as you know it's hard in melbourne yeah it's it fucking is. hard so yeah. And when you're alone and you're traveling as well, like it's kind of just like, it's pretty like my lifestyle. I would get up, go to the gym, I would eat meat and then I'm in my own apartment, make some content, make some money and go and do comedy. It's a pretty chill life. Mm. You know what I mean? Are you a carnivore now only? Do you eat plants or, cause um, you mentioned meat a lot or are you just solely snow leopard diet now? Like? <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I, I basically only eat really meat to be honest. Wow. Yeah, I know. I know. I've always wanted to, I try and incorporate plants here and there, but they just don't agree with me. So what would be a typical diet for you? Like steak with chips or just steak on its own? <laughs> I just wake up and don't eat usually. Like I fast and then yeah, I fast. until I'm hungry. I get that. Yeah. I think that's good for you. Yeah. I just, I mean, you know. I've been down that road a lot with a lot of comics. Uh, it seems to be the growing fad, IF. <laughs> It fucking is. Yeah, I mean, I've been doing it for years and stuff. Like, it's same just, here. Yeah, I just don't think. I think that we just sharpens the brain. Yeah, we don't need to eat so much. Like people just like like I honestly just eat and then I'm satiated and then I'm present and then I'm doing things and then I'm thinking and learning and doing work and then I eat again. Like that's. And thing. when you eat, so what, what do you eat? That's what I'm curious about with your diet. Is it mainly just, is it 90% meat, 10% other shit? Uh, no, it's pretty much like basically beef only, beef and water. And I've just, the last year I've incorporated uh, a black coffee in the morning, which I never used to do. I went off coffee for ages. So Erin, are <clears throat> you just eating beef? Yes. Erin. <laughs> Are you just eating beef? And organs. I eat organs and cartilage and bones and beef. And then I eat lamb as well sometimes. Do you, do you believe now that she was a snow leopard in a past life? <laughs> I reckon she still is. Oh, God. Dead set. That yeah. is so fuck. And uh, I have to pry, please. Don't. Cr you're crossing your arms. So if I cross the water... <laughs> If I cross this boundaries... This is me getting territorial. This yeah. is like, oh my God, they're actually getting into my psyche. If, like, if no. I'm crossing boundaries, <laughs> please let me know that. Hey, like I said to you before we started this podcast, if I go in a door, if I open a door that you don't like, just say, not that one. You yeah, know what I mean? Um, but I'm curious, uh, if you eat meat, 
nothing but beef. Um, do you do you have um, regular and easy bowel movements? Yes, like it's so crazy because because like, they say if you don't eat a salad, you know, like wogs at a barbecue, we're like, oh man, I need a salad, otherwise I'll be blocked for days. <laughs> Because wogs think you've got to have a salad to yeah. push the shit through, bro. The fiber, the fiber. The fiber, bro, the, the fiber. Get is... the shit out. You know what the thing is? The thing is the the ingre- the secret key to that is fat. So you need good quality fat, and that's what's actually going to lubricate your colon. Digestive yes, system. Yes, and actually heal your digestive system and, and work and, and make it work properly because that's the – if you're just eating high protein, lean meats, if you're eating lean chicken and lean beef, that's what's going to block you up. Wow. Yeah. That makes sense. You need good fats. You need good cartilage. You need the mixture of bone marrow. You need the organs. You eat liver. Literally, you have the best shit of your life because it enhances your own detoxing liver. You're putting what is in a health, in a cow's liver, you're putting that into your own liver, you know? And the cows have a healthy digestive system. They chew it, what, 30 times or something. They've got two stomachs and they've broken it down. Hmm. Like I'm at the point now where I'll eat chicken and I know that that chicken's eating grains and I'm like, I feel sick from the grains that that chicken's eating. <laughs> Is that why you hunt for organic meat only? Oh, look, I mean, I, I can, since going to Canada, I had to sort of mix it up the meats a little bit and there's probably a bit more grain fed over there and stuff because of the winter climate so i'm a bit more adaptable now but yeah once you go organic grass fed i mean i can taste the difference 100 percent. i can as well mm. i can as well I, admittedly i've had very 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 fucking expensive steaks in london uh, over like 250 300 bucks for a piece of meat and yeah it was next level i yeah. could tell you are what you eat and you can tell <laughs> yeah you can you it really comes, yeah. can tell what the cow's been eating um right so and i eat lamb every now and then but like lamb is a bit rich sometimes how it's, do you cook it though well I is used, it well done or i used to do barbecue but um and just have it oh, i like sort of medium to be honest medium, okay. yeah yeah I thought you were going to say, I don't cook it. I just fucking eat it. Oh, I've done raw stuff before. I've done raw brains. I've done, I eat everything like on its own. Like I can eat raw liver, but I love liver cooked. It's beautiful. Like, and you eat brains as well. I do. I've had brains. Yeah. Man, you are one human being that will not suffer during a zombie apocalypse. <laughs> you, you know what I had? Just, you'll just hit the ground running. <laughs> you know just what like, I had brains? in, um, in um, Canada? I had the endocrine system of a, um, a, a calf, actually. What's an endocrine system? So it's like the hormones. The it's I don't know what it's. I think it might be the thymus. So it's like kept here. Glands. Yeah, and it runs all the hormones and everything like and that. How did you eat that? Well, actually, I only just like sort of cooked it in the air fryer a little bit, and then basically just ate it. It was mainly cholesterol. Wow. Like it was just very um, gooey. Anyway, I ate that, and um, I hadn't had a period for two years, um, just from COVID. Another reason being a snow leopard, I feel like I was confined like an animal and I wasn't looking to procreate, so my hormones weren't happening. But anyway, that's another side thing. And I ate this endocrine system when I was in Toronto and my periods came back and they're like clockwork now. Every 28 days, naturally, clockwork, period. Wow. But I mean, I think it's other things that come into play. I also shocked my body with the cold climate and that went into survival and... 
yeah. yeah, all these things. But yeah, I'm assuming it'd be scary if you if you're if you're not having a period for like a year, right? Like, wouldn't like if I was a woman, I'd be like, oh my god, what's my period? Yeah, what the fuck. <clears throat> I didn't like it, but I knew that it was just based. I'd be running off to the doctors, going, <laughs> "Oh, what the fuck!" Yeah, like, I'm like, "What's going on with my body? It's not regular." I knew that it was because my body knew that it didn't want to procreate. Okay. In in that in that situation, you're that in. in tune with your body. Yeah, like I just knew that my there was no way I was bringing life into this earth if I'm in the middle of a pandemic. I'm living with my parents. I'm unemployed. I had all these psychological stresses going on and then also physically um i'm confined there was all these things i knew that i wasn't achieving where yeah so given everything that you've said about how you eat why you eat do you feel great are you sleeping amazingly uh do you have deep sleeps do you feel well rested do you have energy throughout the day because there'd be a lot of people watching this that will be like that bitch got to be tired. She has to be lacking in certain vitamins. Are you or are you? Yeah, I would probably, look, I'm going to definitely throw it out there and say there's probably certain nutrients and vitamins that I, I could be lacking and things like that. But I I feel that I'm, I, I do sleep perfectly. I do, but that's all that I do. I sleep, I eat, I shit. This is my life. That's it. And no, but what I'm saying is you're able to um, function normally. You you feel great, right? Like you can go and do a gig and not feel tired. Oh yeah, no, never. You feel creative. You yep. feel well rested. So in, what I'm what I'm looking for is uh, is this diet working? Is this lifestyle working? Or are you like Johnny? I can't fucking sleep. I feel exhausted. <laughs> no, I mean it works. Yeah, it's a hundred percent how I can thrive best for me. Okay. Yeah, and once again, I but I only say it. For me, because I don't, pres- I don't think it's something that everyone should do. Because I honestly believe, I know mine from Snow Leopard that we all carry a genetic DNA that comes from either a herbivore, a carnivore, or an omnivorous animal. I'm just happen to be a carnivore animal, so th- it's what suits my physiology. That's okay. what I believe. Yeah. Okay, uh, back to Canada. Yeah, <laughs> we went off on a tangent. I know. So. You went to pursue a love interest in America and you were catfished. Mm. And I forgot to ask why you were catfished. What happened? Was he older or no, not older. Was he just a, how did he not be who you thought he, what capacity? So we, what we, we matched on Tinder and this was when I was in my situation with the elderly man. And um, how long were you talking for? Like six months? Who? With this date, with this. Oh no, this this is like. I'm, this is like two years we were talking. Wow. I know. I know. So I'm kind so... of in a long distance relationship. <laughs> no, I wouldn't call it a relationship. It was never like that. I would call it interest and I would call that I pursued the interest. So sure. yeah, I would say that I was interested in him. We matched. Um, he's a bit older than me. I don't know. I didn't even know how old, maybe close to 40 possibly. Um, he was American at the time he was in America, I thought, fuck this shit. I'm in Australia. I've got this sugar daddy. I'm at the gym every day. I don't need this. Never thought anything of it. Six months came around. COVID hit. We got locked up. He approached me from America. Um, he also had done comedy and stuff. And he's like, hey, do you want to get to know each other and stuff and do this and comedy? And I was like, all right, cool. Let's do it. And um, when I met him online, I was like, damn, he's hot. I'm into it. I want to see him. I want to meet him. And... Um, so from that point on, I basically pursued it. And I was like, all right, I'm going to try to get to America. I'm going to go and meet this guy. 
And he said, yeah, cool, come, you know. He he never said, I'm going to, you're going to be my girlfriend or anything like this. It was never like that. Sure. Yeah. So but you went just, over? Yeah, I went over. Well, actually, I tried to go to New York in the pandemic and then I got banned from New York and sent back home. So I had to do yeah, I remember that. all that crap. And then... Um, so you never met him then, but no. you went back. And so on the left side, you've got all the amazing things he was. And on the right side, what was the counterbalance? What did you actually find out about this guy that was so such a lie? <laughs> well, what happened was... Yeah, what so did I, this cunt do? All, the, all of the online stuff seemed good. And that's another lesson for me. Like it seemed like, oh yeah, he's handsome. Because I was like, oh my God, it was so nice to feel physically attracted to someone. And as yeah, opposed to being with this elderly 78 man. 78-year-old. Yeah. So I was like, oh, my God, this is great. I'm, like, <laughs> physically into him and all of this. And I'd also created that I thought that he was a bison. And so my idea fantasy was that he's a he's an American bison. And you're a little snow leopard. And I'm leopard. a snow leopard. And if we got together, <laughs> we could make a hybrid. And we could have, like, um, a child that could live on for the rest of eternity because they're going to be a hybrid and fully adaptable to both grass-fed world and oh, this is my way of a fucking brain you're thing. a fucking wonderful tripper i love it but you know what i realized now i realized fuck the bison so i need to stick with panthers anyway <laughs> okay. so you went over there yeah and what did you discover about this guy um well i just discovered that well Oh, no. What was the biggest lie? Well, basically, we were just meant to meet up with each other. Yeah. And so we got we were meant to organize to meet up, go to Montreal, yeah. meet, see each other face to face. I'd organize everything. And then I was waiting there and an hour before he wasn't going to show up. Oh, my God. So he we did. just didn't show up. That's it? Yeah. What the fuck? I know. Did you what the fuck him later on? Well, online? Well, yeah, yeah. Did I, he write back? Yeah, and then he was sort of like, oh, my God, he was just such a dick about it. Like, he was just like, oh, my God, you know, well, we didn't communicate. And I was like, no, we had communicated everything. I'd booked this place and all of this, and then I actually just said, oh, you've got no backbone. Because, you know what, I so, was... Go on. No, you go. Sorry. You go. I was actually gotten to the point where I was like, I was almost not even interested in meeting him as well. Like, it was to the point where I was like, all right, I'm doing stuff, I'm busy. But you know what? I'm committed to the unknown. And like I had made that decision that I wanted to meet someone and I was like, fuck, I want to sit in that unknown and, and commit to it. You know what I mean? So yeah. I was like, I'm going to do it. But he he couldn't even, you know. In hindsight and having time to reflect on it, what do you think was his biggest slide? Do you think he was a lot older or he was um, lacking self-confidence or he was... Uh, completely living a different life, married with kids and just wanted to flirt? What was I your... I have no idea. Did, have I, you processed it? In, no, I didn't even Because I process it. a lot of bad dates to think why did that not yeah. work. And, uh, but you haven't. You kind of yeah. just fucking dispelled it and moved on. No, I just... I, I think... I didn't think of that as the lie that he was thinking. I just thought maybe he just pussied out. Like That's he it? just, yeah, yeah okay. like I just think But there's he... a reason why you pussy out, right? Yeah. Like why did the, this fucker pussy out? Why is he continuing a conversation with you for over six months across the world and then just pussies out? Yeah, I know. I wonder too. Mm. Because I think that maybe he, it was like, because when we would communicate, it was, 
he led me to believe he understood me because I was quite clear in who I was as a human being and like a person. I didn't hide anything. I'm not someone who hides who I am. Clearly not. Yeah. (laughs) Which is why I love having you on the pod. (laughs) But um, yes, but maybe it was just that, that he, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. He, yeah. Hey, you don't know, you don't know. Yeah, sometimes it doesn't work. He just pussy it out. Yeah. Why he pussy it out, who knows? Yeah. Uh, but it happens. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, anyway, you picked yourself up and you're like, fuck this guy and moved on to Canada um, yeah. to do stand-up. Yeah. Interesting choice. Yeah. Why, why not London or America? Like, I went to London. Um, I felt the urge to go to London because of the amount of gigs in such a small geographical space. So I figured oh. I could do a fuck ton of gigs and get home every night, whereas Canada is so vast. Um, oh my god, you're so one of those comedians that's like knows, like got the 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 structure and knows all that shit. Like I can't, I, I can't look behind you, that. man. That's I'm fuck. I'm fucking nuts. You see those people and I've they're like this, writing like, in their, their thing. I know it's amazing. Yeah, I'm I'm a I'm fucking nuts. Yeah, I plan everything. Yeah, like I mean, I could never plan something like how you did that. Like oh, because I could get to as many gigs as possible. In that yeah, capacity. Yeah. That's crazy. My total, uh, my ethos is order off stage, chaos on stage. That's, so have yeah. your set list, have your jokes, but when you're on stage, just be fucking chaotic because that's where you'll have the most fun. Um, drop bits, change bits, ad lib, riff. Um, yeah. Uh, that's so great. there's no structure on stage, but off stage... Definitely, like, how do I get to a gig? What trains? Where do I live? How do I access this gig? Who promotes that gig? How do I get in touch with them? How do I clear my visa? What train line should I live on in London to be the most susceptible, you know, to have the most access to most gigs? Um, But why did you choose Canada? Well, you wanted to go see this guy first. Well, that was one of the reasons. But the reason why I chose Canada also is because I went to high school there when I was 17 years old for Ah, one year. So I thought, oh, it's kind of like a safe network. You know, I'll go go there and I'll know people and all of this. But yeah, then I was just blown away when I got to Toronto. I fucking love it. How good is it? Oh my God. I just like, I just can't even like, I mean, I think Toronto is like, I would be like, oh, it's such a shithole city. It's fucking full of this. But oh my God, I love it. It's just the best. Uh, Obvious question. How did you handle the fucking next level depths of cold? Like you're talking. Oh, I loved it. I was like snow leopard in her element. Of course, you're a fucking snow leopard. As soon as I arrived, my I could breathe better. Even since landing here in Australia, my I can't. I've got shallow breathing. I've got blotches on my skin. It's. I swear this climate does not suit me. I need to be around mountains. I breathe better. I. Oh fuck! I got there and I was just like, oh, I want to hunt. That's why my period came back. I'm like, I'm ready. I'm hunting. You know, like I felt good. Yeah. That's a fucking great sound, but. I've got to get that. <laughs> what? Uh, it's a great sound bite. I've got to get that cut out. Just uh, <laughs> as soon as I stepped off the plane, I could breathe. My period came back. I'm like, I've got to hunt. <laughs> it's brilliant. But yeah, it's just, um, that's how I felt over there. And I, yeah, the cold, I went for a run in minus 20 degrees. Celsius. Yes. Wow. It was cold, man. It was cold. Did you have to wear spikes? What spikes? On your shoes. Cause it's black ice. You oh no, slip. it's not. It's all fine. It's. They throw salt everywhere. There is salt on the footpaths, but you don't notice it as much. Like, Mm. it's only wet when it's that... Sloppy. Yeah, that middle range weather, like where it's like 
minus one or zero degrees and there's Go been flying. rain. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, <laughs> minus 18 Celsius and you loved it. Mm. Wow. And uh, I got COVID twice, so. <laughs> did you? Yeah. Yeah. That's all right. COVID's nothing. Yeah, everyone's had it. It's fucking yeah. I've got it now. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, we don't care. Yeah, yeah. No one cares. That's it. Um, uh, but yeah, loved it. It was so great doing comedy over there. And yeah. How long were you in London for? 10 years. Oh, 10 years. Yeah, Shit. 10 years. I loved it. Um, so that's right. I wanted to, sorry, I just got sidetracked. Uh, yeah. So uh, you're going back. And I you want to. You want to live there permanently. Mm. Wow. That's a, that's a Huge, hey? Yeah, I know. I I know. I I sort of I felt sad coming back. Like here, I don't feel when I arrived in Australia, there was natural comforts that come with Australia. Of course, you know, of like all of those little simple comforts. But there was a part of that just felt missing. I don't feel like there's a sweetness that I've earned to appreciate this home country. I haven't been away long enough. You know, I think the antithesis I can say to that is for myself, my own situation. I came back because my core people were here mm. and without my core, I felt detached and aimless overseas. Mm. Um, having come from a strong wog upbringing, yeah. severely close to my mother, my father, my brother, my cousins, that immediate family going down to the beach, being around. See, I'm a sea person, as you can tell by the surfboard and you know i love the ocean i, I want to live always near an ocean i just Ooh. love it um so yeah trips down rye every year for summer every second week i go down to the peninsula that i can get a, a moment just to fuck off um so yeah i had to come back for that mm, okay. um, whereas i understand it's not there for you um mm. here so that's why you got fuck it i gotta go mm. It feels like that. I don't feel it's funny. I've done a lot of all that work with my family and like all of that. And I was very close to all my family and I love them. And of course, you know, you say that, but I don't feel that my family are my core people anymore. Yeah. Like I, I feel I'm just me on my own and like we all get along and I've, there's respect there and there's family dynamic and respect there, but it's, they're not. And I, I get no comfort from being closer to them. Have you told them you're leaving? Do they oh, know? Oh, yeah, they know. Did yeah. they push back much? Or were they like, Aaron, what are you doing? Oh, no. I think they're, like, yeah, go for they're probably like happy to just see me go and do things, you know. And, are you the black yeah. sheep in the family? Because more often than not, comics are black sheep. Yeah. I never thought that I was. Ah. I always wanted to same fit here. in. Yeah. Like, I always did all the, like, I'd always appease my mum because we're comics yeah we want to please people we want to <laughs> appease people we're there for them but at the same time we're black sheep because mm. it's under our conditions like yeah i've gone against the grain of my family's wishes to be a stand-up and they don't understand it mm. you know so yeah we are the more often than not comics are black sheep yeah it's and, and it's weird because you would look at my family dynamic and people it doesn't look like i am like i would always try and be that australian I'm the blonde girl. I look like my mom. I'm this. I'm the nice girl. I'm all this. But, like, I'm so fucking, I am the black sheep. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just so, I, I, I'm, yeah, I can't explain it, but it's, yeah. So, um, tell me about the circuit in Canada. How you, did you fit in? Did you enjoy it? Were the crowds 
are different. Uh, obviously, they're different, but how different? London, not so different than Melbourne because Melbourne and London, culturally, I would say first cousins, neighbours, yeah, okay. the Commonwealth. Even though Canada's a Commonwealth, it just seems to be more of a connection with... USA. With well, with London and Mel, with London and Australia. Okay, okay, just oh, that, definitely, yeah. Yeah, yeah Ramsey yeah. Street, Summer Bay—they just know us more, so it was easier to transition my material. The yes. context of a joke, I could pick it up, move it across, restructure it slightly, but the joke would work. Um, whereas I struggled in New York for a couple of months until I realized uh, my strengths were impersonations. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, back then I was doing a lot of impersonations, so. I just started impersonating like Christopher Walken, Al Pacino, all that sort of stuff to get people to like me in New York. Yeah. Um, and I dropped a lot of my material to do impersonations and build jokes around voices. So what did you find with Canada in terms of material? Did you have to drop a lot of your Melbourne stuff? Um, not really because I've my material's always just been the same as what I want to talk about. It's more about you know, COVID and health and all of those sort of things. So I always just stuck to who I was and I haven't changed anything because I don't like identify as like an Australian, I guess, or anything like that. I just sort of go up there and try and be me. And yeah, people either like it or they don't. I mean, I still get the same sort of response. I'm talking dirty. I, I'm, I do say a lot of like, I find dirty shit funny, you know, like, so I do talk a lot about that and some people like it, some people don't, you know, so it's the same. When they, when you see audience members clearly not liking it, what does that make you do? Recoil or attack? Um, yeah, I've, I've done both before, but I think I sort of like, almost like sort of like it a bit more. Like I sort of get a bit more like, like I, I, if I see that they don't like it, I sort of then get eye contact with them and I'm like, oh yeah, that's a bit much, isn't it? Like that's too much for you. And then they get on board and then they like it because like I'm just sort of looking at them and like making it more comfortable and stuff. But generally it's, it's not too, I I got called disgusting. (laughs) Someone wrote in about me and said that I was a disgusting misogynist. Right. And I was like, Jesus Christ. I didn't even know what misogyny meant. I like looked (laughs) up the word and shit, you know? Yeah. And, um, but yeah, it's, it's, yeah, I, I, Canada was great though. Like the whole scene there, they were just the comedians are they're they're in it. They're there. They're they're hustling every night for the like fir- us. Yeah, but for the first time, I didn't feel like I hustled here in Melbourne though. Like, yeah, I wasn't out and about doing lots of comedy and stuff or anything okay. like that. But um, is there a lot of gigs? Were you based in Toronto? Yeah, lots of gigs in. How many how many gigs in Toronto? How many, oh, I was how many doing open like 15 mo- a week or something. Is there that many? Yeah, or every night, every night. You can get up to a few. And I was hosting they, shows. How many shit open mics as opposed to good open mics? Like, you know, like a shit open yeah, mic where yeah, it's yeah. just seven comics, it's no one us, else? Yeah. yeah. Oh, there's a few of those. Yeah. Yep. Maybe about, that was probably a percentage of my, my comedy that I did over there. But a, a high percentage of it. But... But that was fun too, because <laughs> it's new comics and it's like new stuff and yeah, it's an audience, a brand new audience that haven't yeah. seen you, so it's all fresh, it's all light and great and fun and fuck, it's interesting. Yeah. It's I didn't really like think about my comedy over there. Like I just remember being there and I was just like, I was doing it, I was in it, I was in action, I was, I was, 
in action with the universe. So it was just happening. You know what I mean? It wasn't like a thoughts around it. Yeah, I do. I do yeah. know what you mean. There was no forethought. It was just perpetual. Yeah. Just gigging. Yeah, and it was fun, man. Yeah. When do you think you'll go back? Well, I'm just trying to get all, all the visas sorted. I've got to have all the all of it done by May 11th. How long then, can you stay there? Well, then you get two years. And okay. then you can apply for permanent residency. After you need two years. To, yeah. And you plan you on doing that? Fuck yeah. I, want to, I need Fuck to live yeah. in the mountains. I need to live in the mountains. My purpose. Dandenong. <laughs> Fucking dandy, baby. Come on. Let's no. go, bitch. <laughs> my why's changed. Like my purpose and my why has now changed because now I can sit, I, I, I want a place in the mountains where I can actually have my recluse and my peace and everything. And I feel like I need that. You want animals on the farm? Oh, you mean, want a farm or you want, you want to chop wood with a fireplace? Or? I'm, I'm, no, I'm not like nah. full Farmer Joe styles. No, I, but you just I, want a house in the mountains. Yeah, and I mean, I wouldn't mind a farm, but I sort of want it to be like established and maybe I could pay people to look after it. You're fucking sick. <laughs> and who's in the house? Is it a, 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 a snow leopard husband or a, no, a panther husband? <laughs> you got a panther husband with some cubs? Oh, I mean, look, ideally, let's just say five years. That's, that's probably the five-year plan. Great. But um, no, I actually don't want lots of cubs, to be honest. I'd probably be happy with, like, one cub um, and, you know, have a husband, but I still, like, I want to be alone and understand, like, you know, having a child and family, but I want to be with somebody as well who understands that we both need to be alone but have a family. Right. So, Erin Cunningham, we will lose you shortly. You'll go to Canada. You'll live in a house in the mountain no, I'll be... with a panther and a cub, and you'll be doing stand-up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, okay, let's say five years. Not when I first moved to Canada. Okay. In I'll be... five years. That's your five-year goal. Is yeah. your five-year goal to get onto Yuck Yucks, which is a famous comedy club chain over there? Is that yes. is that the end goal still for comics? Um, I think so, Yuck Yucks, but... I I'm, I don't want to just define myself to like one club, but I would say like five years, I'd love to be touring as a comedian in Canada and then be branched out into the USA by five years. I would like to do that yep. as well. So uh, touring around US and Canada. Yeah. You know, when I was in, living in London, there was hearsay that Yuck Yucks, once they signed you, you only had to play their clubs. Was that going around the traps? Yeah. I did, never really spoke to someone about that, but I think that, I don't know if that's I think that's still... been, this is since... I think that has since been dropped. Yeah. It's no longer the case because... Um, I think yeah, they've it's got putting... less clubs now because of COVID too. They do have less clubs. I, I, clubs, yeah, I know that much. But also they put a lot of pressure on comics and the comics were like, hey, man, come on, let us play the circuit. Oh, Yeah, because wow. Yuck Yucks were like, once upon a time, maybe 2012, 2013, Yuck Yucks were like, if we sign you, you're a Yuck Yuck act, you're a yuck yuck act and you can only do... Our circuit, not other gigs. Interesting. Yeah. Because I probably something along those lines. Yeah. Like, don't take, don't paraphrase me. That's interesting. Because like that. I would actually, I like that the sound of that because that sounds structured to me. Like, if you work for Yuck Yucks, you can only do Yuck Yucks. I kind of like that order because that's I coming don't like from like that. I know, but that's because I want to coming... do every fucking gig there is. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. Because that's where you find versatility. <laughs> that's how you get tested. See, that's a better comedian. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's how you get I'm fucking like tested. The, I'm like, give me a few gigs and I'm good. Like, all right, I just want enough so that I can get, get my house and get my cub and, and do these things, but, like, not all the time. Yeah. <laughs>
Hey, um, we've got to wrap this up. Oh, shit. Jesus, um, it went quick, didn't it? It flew. Do you yeah. want to say anything before we go? I, I really appreciate you coming out, and I just want to say thank you for just being so honest and just opening up loosely and telling me what's going on. And I think, <laughs> yeah, I don't judge. I think uh, more power to you, man. Mm, more power you. to you, 100%. <laughs> uh, I have to do a fucking job pulling beers for 20 bucks an hour, and if you can... <laughs> Overtake me, fucking go for it. Flash my pussy. <laughs> yeah, fucking go for it. Yeah, if there's any eighty-year-old yeah. girls that want to see my dick, um, how much do I charge? Well, I mean, look, OnlyFans. I'm, I'm, I've, I've cheapened the price of it. <laughs> do you feel? <laughs> I've lowered my standards definitely on OnlyFans. Like as soon as I, signed, oh, I have to ask, what's your pricing structure? Like, how well, does it work? I've got like a cheap um, subscription fee, four ninety-nine per month. Yeah. And so they can see whatever I post. But then like every Are they full nudes? Like play I've got one I've got I think two full nudes on there. But then um I've done like a little thing where I'll be like, Oh, I'll show you um with uh, like I'll show you the vagina area. The, the vagine. <laughs> I show you the. Va- I know what it is, man. Yeah, whatever. I'll show, like, pointing to- I, and I didn't write it like I'll show you one. the vagina area, but I mean that's probably anyway. And then I'll be like, I'll, you charge a fee for it, so people can choose to pay for it, and um, you send it to all your inbox, and you make them like I've made them like seven dollars, five dollars. But the funny thing is, I remember when I first signed up, I'm like, oh, I'm not going to do nudes. I'm going to keep it really arty and 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 you know arty and and whatever. And now then you're shoving within shit a in fucking, your pussy. Within a fucking <laughs> two ten. days, I'm like, oh, I'm taking off my shirt. I'm <laughs> rubbing my nipples. <laughs> but, oh, yeah, no fuck. no shoving things up me or anything like that. It's just a few little pics here and there. It's nothing. It's nothing. Yeah. Well, do you want to uh, plug anything? Do you want to plug that? Do you want to plug? I'll plug my OnlyFans for sure. It's, Go um, plug away. It's Cunning Comedy. Um, at OnlyFans. So OnlyFans at Cunning Comedy. And then I've got an Instagram. You can follow me there, which is just Erin Cunningham underscore Cunningham number five. And that's it. All righty. Yeah. Um, I've got to fuck off to my nephew's soccer match. Uh, but thank you so much for coming on. And I'll see you on the circuit. Yes. Well before you leave. When do you plan on leaving uh, if everything June, uh, goes well? Probably June. June. Uh, we'll, t- we'll see each other around the traps. Yeah. All right, Erin, thank you so much. Thanks. 